0: It's episode 402. Whip, whip.
1: And this week, guys, we talk more Destiny 2, Children of Morda, Battletech, and Star Wars Fallen Order. Stay tuned.
0: Whip. Prepare for an awesome show. <laughs> what the? Not syncopated, right?
2: Right, right, right.
0: And in order of
1: can appearance, it's, it's whatever. It's the tilcast. It's the
0: tilcast. <laughs> I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason, Ooh. and together yeah. we're going to yeah. talk about thirty minutes it's of bullshit movie. and some news and some games, and not necessarily that order. But um, today is what day, Jason?
1: Today is November twenty second, twenty nineteen.
2: At 9.43 p.m. Uh, I'm I'm flabbergasted at the moment. I,
0: I don't know what the hell to say. I, if, I can't quite. If you guys don't know, there's a little bit of a... Can't quite. It's not really science, but... Science! Some minor some minor math involved with the releasing of these shows, so... Science! If you're getting this a couple weeks late, what I, we've been doing is we took a few weeks and stretched it to about a 10-day release. Yeah. So that we can have the week of Thanksgiving off and the week of Christmas off. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 want turkey. We we want turkey, turkey. Well, and so next week, which you'll be hearing about, like t- two weeks after Thanksgiving, right? Right. Um, right. and with this is the week before Thanksgiving. But anyways, like next week, is going to be here, and we're doing a whole bunch of Thanksgiving stuff, and then she's going to go grocery shopping on Black Friday. Oh, of course to get cheap Thanksgiving stuff and make more Thanksgiving stuff. So I'm calling this my Keto Reset Week <laughs> starting about Sunday. Starting about now. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting until Sunday. I'm going to be good till then, and then reset happens, and we just. And, and then you just start back over again. Because, yeah. because Thanksgiving and
2: Christmas both screw up Keto so hard. Yeah, they so do hard.
1: hard. Well, I mean, because it's all about bread and desserts. and no, it's not about,
2: about bread for me. No, it's 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 about gravy. Yeah, gravy, <laughs> mashed potatoes, gravy.
0: stuffing. I give a shit about the bread. Yeah, like uh, we do some pretty good, like Amish rolls at one house. Yeah, yeah. But it, for me, it's the mashed potatoes. It's the green bean casserole. It's the the non keto green bean casserole. Um, right.
2: Yeah. Nah. I understand completely it's also right around the same time of the year where i end up getting about 5 pounds worth of sugar cookies from mom and i can't ever tell mom no i'm on keto don't send them to me because that would be wrong <laughs> that would be wrong Wow. so she many just wrong.
0: You like an ice chest For, of sugar cookies she, she
2: just it's you know, like she overnights a tupperware full of sugar cookies and it's like literally 5 pounds worth of sugar then- cookies
1: and it's not just a Tupperware. It's that fucking large-ass Tupperware that would take up, like, half this table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's the
2: thing I probably store the dog treats in. Well, yeah. I mean. It's it's a tote. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it sometimes doesn't survive the trip. Like, it'll break sometimes. Because it's like the Gladware stuff. I mean, I yeah. say Tupperware, but it's actually like the Gla- Gladware stuff, right? Uh, and it will sometimes crack, but it doesn't affect the cookies, like. I still can like rehome the cookies in my belly. And, and, uh, <laughs> a, and, uh, that is. These are is, the
1: same cookies I gave him shit about for not giving it, me any last time.
2: Yeah. So mom sends the five pounds for the sugar cookies and they're like, these are for you. And I'm like, okay. I'm one dude. Five pounds of sugar cookies for one dude is, uh, is a lot. She's like, well, you can share them. And I said, well, tell me that now. <laughs> Like that didn't occur to you? Oh no, it didn't occur to me that I could share these. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're fucking fantastic, and of course they're 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 made by families, so it's you know I'm, I'm not gonna you know you're gonna have to like well, no, come over the, and say say something because I'm not bringing them to you. <laughs> the
1: the five pound wasn't the problem. It was last time she only sent you like.
2: Well, last uh, like so, a pound or two pounds. So like last that. year, I asked her to uh, to continue to send the sugar cookies, even though I'm on keto, but don't send five pounds. Send send some, but not like that many, right? Uh, she's like, okay. So she sends me about two pounds worth of sugar cookies, and then she uh, proceeds to add about two pounds worth of like the chocolate peanut butter balls, like the rice balls. Uh, and then, Which uh, you know, has has some like you know extras in there too. So there's there's treats. It still turns out to be about five pounds worth of like sugar <laughs> in stuff this box. stuff he can't have. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's at this point, I'm just gonna have to reset at I don't know New Year's maybe, hopefully. I'm just gonna have to stay around a toilet because it's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, man, I do love this time of year. Freaking pies. Mmm, pies. I, See, that's the other part about this time of pie. year. Pies, man. Me and Pies. Would you stop peeing right now? Thank you. Um we need this. Oh, I'm gonna pee DeFranco. Uh, oh my god. I've gonna all over you oh my god you're, you're spiking and I'm gonna have to beat you um no 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 pumpkin pie is awesome uh, oh yeah uh, and I, I mean there's yeah. people at work are like feeding me slices of like new and inventive ways of making pumpkin pie and I'm like what there's more than one way oh yeah I, I mean I I wasn't aware that there was uh but a uh a cheesecake pumpkin pie came across my, deck- uh, my desk yesterday which oh. is basically like pumpkin pie with like the you know that's the, not pumpkin the cool- pie the that, cool that whip is
1: already like yeah no that's not pumpkin pie
2: that's pumpkin cheesecake which i'm totally down with No, this is a cheesecake layer And a pumpkin pie layer on top of the cheesecake layer. So it is. Okay. So it's both in one. It's both in one, but it comes out, you know, kind of tasting like a pumpkin pie with the cool whip already in. Like on top of or in below. (laughs) It's basically the cool whip. (laughs) What was that? Cool whip.
0: (laughs) Isn't there a diva song? Okay, Stewie. <laughs> can you can you stew it? Can you stew I cannot stew Edvo. Whip it. Whip, whip it, it. Good. good. <laughs> whip it. Whip good. it. You kind of want to add the H on goods. Yes. Whip it. Whip,
2: whip it. Good. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Tonight's show
0: is probably going to be good. <laughs> Because I, cool I, I don't think we can I don't think we do whip it. Whip it.
2: <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> so yeah. Uh that that yeah, yeah. That was I mean, fucking love this time of year, like I said, man. and, the, pe- and, pie. and the peppermint dog. Right. Peppermint dog is over here because she got her um yeah. she got her uh uh, perfume.
1: <laughs> We're gonna call
2: it that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm she gotta, talking about
2: she, her, and she's coming up, and she's whatever saying, the hey. fuck it is, it's, hey. it's
0: all it is is I was trying to do something kind of natural for flea protection. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I've found some. Basically, it's just peppermint oil in a spray bottle.
2: Yeah. Because and it's
0: sprayed on the dog. She hates being it sprayed, of course. But, but now she, she smells, smells festive.
2: She yeah. <laughs> she smells like fucking toothpaste. She smells festive. She uh, smells like Christmas.
0: S- <laughs> all.
1: All I know is I get enough of that, I have to combat enough of that essential oil bullshit at my house.
0: Uh,
2: I I can (laughs) imagine. Your wife's wife's into a lot of that stuff. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, Essential oils are in my toilet paper.
1: (laughs) I am uh, currently trying to concentrate on not letting that give me a headache. Cool whip. That shit is strong. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the second you sprayed it, I was like, "Oh fuck!"
2: Okay, Maybe she won't have any fleas. Okay. okay, seems to work pretty good. Pop her open. Pop her open. Oh uh, yeah, these two idiots are. I'm. I don't. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm. You probably, know that's been
0: around forever. That's I did. Just I, you know. I don't. Ever. I have never tried it. So this but is, is the use that I've never tried. Bang. Bangs made by Red Line. Red has been around forever. It's like one of the first energy drinks. Right. Well. Um, and they've got a new. Ridiculously potent formula that's like four bangs in one can. Apparently, it's not bad. It's not, not bad. Well, I've got
2: the the the, the berry flavor thing, my bobber. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that's okay. about half. So, so, one bottle is got two. So, here Jason yeah, and I are going to kiss. I mean, um, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> uh, I really trying to get yet. over <laughs> these <laughs> fucking I glasses that he's wearing they... right now. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I haven't said anything, but damn. Um, so
0: the round. Okay. What so do Corner it. Shell or what? Go for it. These tell me are,
2: Tell me the story.
1: These are actually in, uh, Rusty knows, I've been looking for and trying and to talk, talk my wife into allowing me to get. Uh, oh, that tastes like ass. <laughs> a, good <laughs> of, uh, a good pair of. A good pair of computer glasses that actually help blue remove the oh those high, are the higher end those are blue light blockers uh, blue light spectrum yeah oh, okay um Let me see them believe things. it or not now those are only the 30 percent they're supposed to be the everyday wear
2: right okay um I'm I'm, I'm looking for blue light right now so yeah good luck it's
1: not it's not extremely noticeable but oh I mean that's not
2: bad so they still have like a little bit of a yellowish tint to them yeah but it's not a ton no um anyway it's like, in like the living life of, with a uh, sepia filter on
1: in in hopes of <laughs> being able to reduce the amount of migraine days i have from from work because I sit and stare at a computer screen all day. They're, they're fucking
2: Harry Potter glasses, dude. They're but, fucking round as hell. So well. the problem
1: is they <laughs> they came into my wife's shop on the Amazon <laughs> truck, right? They are. So she's like, I'm finally, I finally got you some. I'm uh, like, awesome. She's like, they... yeah, they came into the store. They were five bucks. I'm like, okay. Uh, and? And I open the thing and I go... But what the fuck? And then I put them on and looked at myself in the mirror, and I went, "You're a wizard, Harry." I look, I look like a bearded Harry Potter. <laughs> You're a wizard, It is bad. Harry. So on top of that, she We've got already two, used.
0: You're a wizard. She got yeah, she got two pairs,
1: right? So this is the amber uh, colored frames. No, the black frames are there too. I uh, purposely did not bring those to oh, the show because
2: because. They were, what, very Harry Potter-ish?
1: Extremely Harry Potter.
2: Oh, well, the only thing he doesn't have on his face is a scar. Let's make it happen. Uh, my <laughs> hair is also not black. Thank you. That doesn't matter. It uh, doesn't <laughs> matter. Okay. Um, I mean, it's very fitting for the show. I, I'm, I'm Yes. On top I of that. I don't feel so
0: alone, because it used to just be me right, with glasses. Right. Well, and, Trent, too, sometimes.
2: And, and I actively don't wear my glasses when i'm not at work uh or if i don't have to read something on the computer like when when i'm editing i wear them but i don't i don't i'm still rebelling against having to wear the fucking glasses even so, though i know they help
1: you know these are like the cheap budget you know 20 dollar things right. right but here's the 40 dollar
2: things ooh, okay so that what are these? i also got for five bucks Uh I am totally old man freaking looking at this right now because I'm like because he can't read the text. Uh, essential living is what I see yeah. here. Okay. So, okay. So there's that. Let's see here. Oh, this is definitely sepia. What the fuck, dude? This screen looks green. That's that weird
1: is ninety percent blue light. Elimination. Wow.
2: This is like voluntary color blindness, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not colorblind, but damn does that look weird. Well, that's a Basically that's
1: removing the same that's actually removing more of the blue light than the blue light blocking sunglasses. Right. Without the dark tint. But so it is not
2: near as much eye strain. And I get that, but I'm looking at a computer screen. This is what you would use them for, is looking at a computer screen. And that is green. Everything about the screen right now just turned to green. And that's not cool. (laughs) Not cool with me. Like, most of the time, I would be wearing blue light blockers. Not necessarily because I'm staring at a screen reading stuff, right? You know, I I don't – even though I work in computers – I wouldn't be staring at the computer screen and and reading stuff all the time. Most of the time, I'm actually working on hardware. Uh, What I'd want them for it would be for gaming because I spend more of my time actually playing games. This would ruin. This would ruin gaming for me. Yeah, see what it's like with a white screen. That is very, you know. Windows has an option that does that automatically, right? Um, well, and Windows would, 10, yeah, Windows 10. Yeah, uh, though I found that for but the frames are better, right? <laughs> I mean, the frames are the frames are um,
1: actually wi- pretty damn.
2: Yeah, the frames good. are pretty good.
1: Um, but actually, what I found is the blue light filter in Windows. I bit since they released Windows 10, I've been I've been using that the, particular filter the night mode filter the night mode filter or uh for uh for corporate for the corporate version of windows 10 it's just a it's not called night light or whatever it's just a uh an additional setting within your uh monitor personalization where you can adjust the the amount of blue light
2: yeah, see, um, I'm actually turning it on and off on the recording PC right now. Yeah. Uh, and um,
1: but what I found that's usable. I can use what that. I found. at work. It works great for me on my on my laptop uh-huh. generally. But I'm also not generally sitting at my laptop staring at it for eight hours, right? Um, just the even with the even with that particular filter on, I was still. Having eye strain at
2: work. Oh, wow. Okay. So you just double up on all of that. Yeah. So, uh, or just turn blue off. Um, I actually, I
1: actually, uh, since she got me these a couple days ago, I actually just turned that feature off completely and just wore these. And? And significantly less eye strain.
2: Okay. Let me, if it works for you, Matt. If it works for you.
1: But these are definitely like
2: migraine day. I, I, I go completely fucking like, you know, polarized lens. I will wear, I will wear a, a pair of sunglasses, dark ass sunglasses in the middle of the night inside. I don't care. I mean, whatever it takes to get through the day. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I mean, I do that for the very extreme ones, but
1: technically I'm not supposed to at work. Okay. They restrict it. So whatever. Okay. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> work rules, man. <laughs> work rules. Uh, but I don't mind everything looking yellow. Like, I can live sepia life. It don't it, bother me. It,
2: but. It's very, yeah. But
1: then again, I'm going to be wearing these at work where basically all I'm doing is... Reading. Staring at a gray software and Excel all day. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, now, I I, have, I don't have near as many problems with the whole... Um, Staring at computer screens. Most of the time, when I have migraines, they start at the beginning of my day and I have to deal with it throughout the day. So I don't need preventative glasses. I need glasses that will get me through the day. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that means, you know, polarizing shit out. Polarized sunglasses or turning off the lights, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, well, for me, I.
1: I figured out I have, uh, I actually have what's called cluster headaches, which, which basically just means my migraines have multiple different triggers.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, could be a tension headache, could be a sinus headache, could be, It could be Bob down the
2: freaking road, uh, down the hall.
1: Oh my God, children screaming, screaming! Fuck that computer. Bob guy! I'm I'm triggered usually by allergies. Yeah, uh, computer screen. Exp- prolonged computer screen exposure, yeah yada. Yeah. I mean... So.
0: So did you guys do anything interesting this week?
1: <laughs> Other than experimenting with glasses and getting called Harry Potter for two days. No. <laughs> um, oh. Outside what game I played, not really. I mean... We'll get into that in a minute.
2: I mean, I... I, I don't know. fucking... The whole reason why we're fucking late today is because I... I had... <laughs> And <laughs> like a, the worst fucking no, random nosebleed ever. Uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, so my my normal Friday is I wake up about 6-ish or so, uh, and I hit YouTube because, and I, I've been watching today because you know fucking Destiny Two has been down all fucking day today, uh, from like five o'clock in the fucking morning on or something like that. So I've been looking to see what's going on with that. Plus, I keep up with the fucking tech news and, you know, basically just go through YouTube for about an hour. And then I try to head out the fucking door or at least get ready to head out the fucking door. So about 730 or so, I'm like, fucking my nose itches. I reach up, my you know, itch my nose and I come back and my fucking hand is all bloody. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. You know what the worst fucking thing to do is? What the worst fucking thing about fucking nosebleeds, especially around this time of year, is if you also have to sneeze. <laughs> so it looks like a murder scene. Yeah. So I'm like, run to the fucking bathroom. I'll fucking plug my nose. And of course, the only thing I've got in the fucking bathroom to plug my nose is toilet paper. And that shit fucking like irritated something. In the fucking like depths of my sinus, and oh my god, I'm sitting there with fucking like a a, a wad of toilet paper up to one fucking nostril, going no, 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 no. Oh, oh god. What? And then fucking it exploded, and it looked like Freddy Krueger came up behind me and just like slash, <laughs> It was everywhere. <laughs> your sink, your mirror, your floor. It was- it was everywhere and i'm like oh god <laughs> so now i'm like one hand wad up my fucking nose the other hand i'm fucking cleaning the mirror off because it looks so looks like somebody just fucking sliced a vein open and oh my god it was just it was a nightmare for about an hour i had to deal with that so i spare you guys you two at the table and most of you at home Having to deal with most of that because and just say, you know, we're going to record about an hour late because I have to clean up a murder scene. Uh, <laughs> it was terrible. And I do not recommend sneezing with a bloody
0: nose. It sounds metal as fuck. <laughs>
2: it's fucking, it's,
0: it's the worst, dude. <laughs> it is absolutely the worst. So, say, <laughs> and for me, I mean, I've been. Adjusting the kid being here, and then just figuring out a good routine. So I have I have some gaming that I'll talk about here in a little bit. But the only real thing I did is very randomly was looking through news stories the other day, and then you know one thing leads to another on the internet, right?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. And
0: then not going to play it because I don't think anybody but a handful of listeners would be even interested. But if you are interested in music that's above three hundred and fifty BPM, um, huh. there's wow. this, I was reading about jace momoa and i guess he's a big metal head and he was uh taking voice lessons for some acting scene from a technical metal vocalist mm. who uh sings at the same speed of tech nine but metal wow um and then i decided i was like okay what the what the fuck ever i've got amazon unlimited i'm just gonna download a couple tracks you're and just, just see what gonna it test it out test the waters Metal as fuck. Uh, Yep. (laughs) I have listened to every track that they have released probably 20 times in the last... I was driving way too fast yesterday. I mean, at 350. So if you're really (laughs) curious, um, Archspire is probably the most ridiculous um, virtuoso experience I've heard on the air. I don't know how a guy can roll bass drums that fast or... He does this weird one-handed snare technique where he does – so, like, his drum roll is, mm-hmm. like, four hits with one hand, uh-huh. then four hits with the other hand, and he alternates, and then he alternates cymbals while he does this weird, like, staccato so thing. Yeah, so he just, he just fucking sits so, there and rolls them, right? So, right, so just think about if somebody could do, like, you know, drum core, right, mm-hmm. in high school band? Right. He can go faster than that with one hand. And he alternates hands and then alternates cymbals while he does this. He can play bass drum faster than any drummer I've heard in drum corps. Huh. It's almost a blur. Like, it's literally almost a blur. There's not any, like, I kind of want to see high-speed camera of how fast he is. So he he's actually, wow, okay. And on top of that, the music's technical as fuck. So if you're into, I guess I'm not going to dive into. I always find a way to dive into this kind of stuff. Of course but, you do. But it's just interesting to me, I guess. Yeah. I get bored, so I find something that just... That's what stimulates me yeah. musically. Sometimes it's something like... Something random and off the wall. You just yeah, go it might be it. like, you know, I might be like, I want to listen to Pesh Mode. And then out of the blue, I'll be like, I want to <laughs> listen to Archspire. Like, you find these things, and I'm like... It actually, uh, for me, that kind of stuff, when it's... There's two different types of like technical music that I get in that I that I can get into and there's one distinction where I can't get into it there's some bands out there that are technical for the pure sake of being technical that feel too random and if I have a hard time understanding a flow of music just because it feels like they combine 32 parts into a song and it doesn't really it might flow to the next, but it doesn't have a logical progression. Yeah. Then I have a real hard time doing that. they are just test tracking everything. It almost feels like that. And yeah. then you got stuff like Aphex Twin, um, that Bucephalus Bouncing Ball. If you're interested, that's another track that I really like. That's it's actually it's on was on Beat Saber for a while. Mm-hmm. On whatever well, I mean, the mod Saber. A, there's there's quite a few of those. Yes. And so like that kind of weird staccato pattern stuff just kind of earwigs into my head. And I like to kind of follow it as it goes. And so when I hear stuff that's like a weird pattern like that, it gets me in a zone, especially when I'm at work, I can get so much shit done. Like, I don't pay attention to lyrics or anything like that for the most part. Unless I it's another, you know, and just going on another tangent, right? Like, I was also listening to a lot of Death Cab for Cutie this week. Mm. So, because it's sad as fuck. Um, but anyways, well, yeah. Like different reasons I listen right. to music, right? Like the productivity is always something crazy and off the wall. If I listen to Death Cab for Cutie at work, I'm probably just going to cry the whole time and I don't want to do that while I'm working. So, <laughs>
2: why are you crying? Technical good. death metal. That's what that I, so or crazy <laughs> effects 20.
0: That's, that's what I listen to when I work. When I have a chance to do something, I don't have to I listen, can to, listen to all kinds. I, I mean,
2: Fucking, I, I'm I'm at the completely other end of the spectrum. I've fucking listened to fucking chip tunes and fucking uh, a lot of you know electronic music. So, uh, and the the technicality is still there. I mean, sure, it's not like instrument technicality because and and I respect, I highly respect people who can play an instrument really well. Uh, and to and to be able to do that well and fast is like it's insane right but also from just doing audio editing i can really appreciate somebody that can piece together an electronic piece you know of music uh and be able to not only piece those sounds together but sometimes make those sounds happen i mean just trying to figure that out if you look at like um you know, Dead Mouse's studio, for instance, he's got all kinds of shit that just makes the t- you know, the tones that he's looking for.
0: And that's right. not piecing it together, it's just making the fucking sound. I can't really show it, but I'm not gonna really play it for copyrights. This is him going through verses.
2: Uh I mean that that is that's karaoke style. What what I'm seeing on the screen is karaoke style, wouldn't be able to keep up with that. I can't even read it that fast, holy shit he's going through an entire paragraph in like five seconds uh,
0: <laughs> Everybody in the band is like they're on crank, but they're not <laughs> I just can't get over it. It's like this is ridiculous, Wow, okay, all right, anyways, so moving on yeah. um I think there's some there's some main game we can talk about um fucking. Me and I'll just kind of say it just to structure this differently. Like we've, me and Jason both got Jedi talk about. You got what, Rusty?
2: I got more, more Destiny. I played a little bit of Beat Saber, but more Destiny is where I've been spending most of my time. Um, well, what's new in Destiny right now? Well, uh, Destiny itself uh, is kind of winding down its current season. Uh, so it just had the last of the uh, uh, the milestones for this season release it was uh the undying mind uh which has uh, which was a a a strike boss from destiny one they brought it back for destiny two as as part of the uh, capstone for an event that was happening the entirety of this season and uh it was kind of underwhelming because it was just a boss swap it was you know an event that was already currently running uh, called the Vex offensive and it just had like a Minotaur style boss. Uh and then they just changed that boss out with the Undying Mind and said, here, there it is. That's the that's 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 the that's the end of this. Uh it was really, really underwhelming. But but I got my title. I got the title, the Undying title finally. Fucking, you know, got that shit taken care of so now I can be with the cool kids uh and, and just sit in the tower and do nothing. Um and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Did a couple raids, uh, you know, got some fairly decent gear, and I'm just kind of
0: waiting around for the you know for the next season to b- drop. Um, do you got anything else on the horizon for this year for, for uh, end of year stuff? I mean, I want to play. Uh, I, I want to play the fucking Star Wars game.
2: I, I honestly do. I just don't want to. Uh, I don't want to buy it. Uh, I don't want to buy it for PC. Okay, so uh, I'm kind of waiting for Jason to finish it. Um, That was, you know, that was one that was fairly universally reviewed well. Uh, And I watched. I've watched some gameplay of it, and there's people who were mixed about it. Mainly the people who were mixed about it were people who didn't, you know, like the Dark Souls style element.
0: I actually don't. I'm going to talk about that.
2: Uh, But. I mean that—that's kind of the the next thing, uh, and if possible, if there is uh, maybe a deal coming up here in the next week or two on maybe a game, a little game called Death Stranding, I might try that. Uh, even though most people didn't like it, it would probably be one of those things that I can kind of. I think
0: you're the biggest Kojima fan at the table. I, I
2: could I could get. I could get behind it. That kind of game doesn't bother me, um, so I I would like to give it a go. But that's pretty much uh, pretty much what I want to do. I think the last you know the last bit I've got plenty of games in my backlog that I I could you know pick up and play. Um, and the reason why I've kind of gravitated towards Destiny is because I've been saving money. Uh, and Destiny was an easy way for me to save money because it's a lot of content for a little money. So, yeah, you know, Game Pass has been kind of my thing for that. Yeah, and I mean, I still have Game Pass, you know, because of the uh, the, the PC side. Yeah, the you know the conversion being free up until you know, or conversion making making it free up to that point. So I've got plenty of games there too. Uh, it's just. Um, I mean, Destiny kind of caught uh, caught my eye, and I've been kind of mainlining it. Uh, but I have got most of what I want to do done in the season, and season's three you know only got three more uh, three more weeks left in it, and I feel like I've pretty much done what I want to do. So, uh, it's it's time to actually move to other game. Uh, and for the past couple you know couple days, actually, I've been uh, exploring my Disney Plus subscription did you get through uh, some mandalorian i got through uh, uh i didn't watch episode, uh, three, episode is... 3 yet uh, that came that came out today yeah uh so i haven't watched episode 3 yet but i've watched the first two episodes and i got to say uh i'm all, uh, it's all right it's not not exactly what i expected like there's not a whole lot of dialogue in that whole thing like the dialogue that's there is is good but most of it is I don't know it feels very. I don't. It's like a almost like a western.
0: Doesn't it feel kind of like a western? It kind of does. You know, it it has Unlike that. The, there's a western style shootout in the first episode. Right. It feels. It's, or is that second episode?
2: No, it's the first episode. I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's the first episode because that you know that
2: leads up to the big reveal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, it it feels quite like a western in that regard. Um, cause there's not a whole lot of dialogue and the dialogue that's there is, you know, is supposed to be, you know, to a point, And then you see the action. There is quite a bit of action in this, uh, you know, in this for, it's uh, very
0: action centric, you
2: know, so that, that is actually really good. I haven't seen, you know, I want to see episode three. It probably happened tonight. Um, uh, and, I've been filling in the time between uh between all of that by uh, catching up on uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um which is actually fairly decent. I did not expect it, but I it's it's fairly decent. It's not it's not Clone Wars decent. It's 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 on its own level. Right. Uh but uh it's it's actually fairly decent. Um I've gotten I've said decent a couple times. <laughs> Uh, I've gotten through most of season 2. And I know there's a big change at the end of season 2, so I'm I'm looking looking forward to that.
0: Right. Cool, so, cool. So me and Jason have been playing a little game called uh Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that's going to be a Star Wars yep. episode. Yeah. It is. I mean,
2: <laughs> between the Mandalorian, is.
0: Rebels, and then Star Wars Fallen Order. So I was telling Jason before you got here, I I Dove headfirst into it. Um, kind of figure you would. I, mean, I and I'm going to bounce back and forth between me and Jason on this because he's about a third of yeah. the way through, and then I, I only finished it because I wanted to give it to Jason. I really like playing it, obviously. I wouldn't have just dove that hard. Um, I put from about 8 a.m. to about midnight on it on Sunday. Damn, and about. 8 a.m. and then intermittently through the day i had to do things um, till midnight the following day.
2: Damn.
0: So, I want to say it's probably about 22 hours long or so. Okay. So, about like a, one of the Tomb Raiders or like, it's it's a decent length and there's some things I didn't do because I wanted to finish for Jason. Okay. Phrasing. Yep. Um. Yeah, you did. But, I'll reserve my <sighs> thoughts because Jason's still doing this right now and i'll talk about it here in a second jason what do you think so far so
1: far it's probably the best star wars game we've had since kotor
2: wow he's not underselling that no lie best star wars game since kotor huh wow well considering i haven't liked a star wars game since kotor okay I can understand that. Battlefront
0: 2 is good, but it's not you know, no, it's not a I'm, story-based game. I nope,
2: I'm not I'm not going to I'm I, not uh, going to nope. I'll say I <laughs> 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 you got it for free. I got it for free and I and I <laughs> played it for a couple days and I was not a, I was not impressed. Right. Um you know, and this is coming
1: from me who really enjoyed The Force Unleashed. Um felt like Enjoyed Forced Unleashed 2, but still kind of felt like it was kind of shoehorned. You know, like they were forcing. It's overkill
0: on some things, too. Um, It's cool, but it's like super overkill. It's cool, but it's one of those moments where you're sitting there
2: freaking holding a Star Destroyer up in the freaking air. There's never been any Jedi um, Master that strong. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, Yeah. Let me just watch you move
1: a moon now, please. They went big on. They went big on. They exaggerated things just to exaggerate it because they could.
0: It was a but, good set
1: piece, though. I mean, uh, it was it was a good set piece. But here's the thing: they had a fairly okay story with one, and they just I felt like they sho- shoehorned two because one did so well.
2: Yeah, they was, shoehorned it
0: in four hours. Um, was uh, was.
2: <laughs> Was 2 the one where you started off as Darth Vader throwing Wookiees?
0: Yeah, you did. And the the whole game is literally like four or five hours long. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. pissed Um, me off so much. I mean... I I, I replayed the 60. first
2: per, first mission of that because you're walking around
0: as Darth Vader throwing Wookies around. So I'm like, yeah. All it right, clocks well. in a if dollar. You know, this isn't always the case, but dollar for worth, is, it clocks in at about twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, it's yeah. twelve to fifteen dollars an hour. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, um crazy expensive
2: for what you got. Yeah, you got. So you I mean, a really expensive DLC is what I, you
1: got. I enjoyed it, but was it anywhere near the Near the story level of KOTOR? No. No. No.
2: KOTOR Um, has one of the best reveals ever in a video game. KOTOR 2 was broken for me. Sorry, Don. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't ever actually, I couldn't play the game. Couldn't get past the first level because the game itself was broken. You had to actually go and download an unofficial patch to get past a point. Otherwise, your game would crash. The the
0: pacing in that one is weird
1: um pacing was weird and i mean it was it was an okay continuation of the cotour tour story as far as story writing goes but uh the the team just wasn't same and it just there were several things lacking with that game and let's face it um the old republic
2: okay yeah i played that
1: has a, a somewhat okay story but Again, nowhere the, near the
2: level of Kotor. The best part of that game was, the, um, you know, was the uh, was the story. As soon as you finished the your character story, it was, it was junk. It was junk.
1: Um, and then the um, it's like fetch quest
0: after fetch quest, it was you bad. Know, yeah,
1: But Battlefront 2 was an okay story, but, again, it, it was short. It was a shooter game. It's just you know. focused
0: on multiplayer. Right.
1: Um, That game uh, primarily focuses on multiplayer. But, yay. yay. But what
2: little story was there was actually pretty damn good. Oh, you mean the, what, two hour, th- uh, two to, f- was it two to four hour long single player campaign? Uh, four
1: hours. It's, yeah, four to six hours. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, or you can just watch it in a Star Wars movie and be done with it. <laughs> so far, this one, Fallen Order, eight hours in, yeah, really damn good. Okay, yeah, the story is extremely like, engaging. It it is extremely engaging, and you know I won't spoil a whole lot, but it they. <laughs> Kind of introduce another ancient force-sensitive civilization, all right? Um, like like the ricotta, but not the ricotta. Okay, right. So um, they're did kind they, of going that path. Did they
2: did they dig into legends and make something canon? Is that what they did?
0: Kind of a little bit. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I'm all right with making some of the legend stuff canon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jason would know more about where. It, what
1: movies does it fit between? This would be between three and four.
2: So this would be after Order sixty six, but before uh, but, the but Luke Skywalker. Uh,
1: yeah, before the rebellion was fully.
2: So right know. around the same time as Rebels, then.
1: Yeah, kind of. Okay.
2: Because yeah. Rebels falls in that's you know yeah. in that space. Yeah. right around the time where the inquisitors were a thing and yeah. You know. So this is like if you're
1: if you're talking the technical movie timeline this is somewhere before episode 3 or after episode 3 but before Rogue One. Right? Okay. So before so the be- height before the height
2: and strength of the rebellion. Right. Before the, the before the Death yeah. Star was a thing before the plan yeah. you know before uh, all of that okay got it yeah. and you'll run across some cameos just fyi uh yeah. yes you you will run
1: run across plenty of cameos um most notably several of the inquisitors from star wars rebels okay um uh, mo- more specifically the night sisters okay okay um, yep uh and then uh I mean, I don't think it's too too much of a spoiler, but uh, you do run into Saw Guerrera, you know. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. Tarful's in it.
0: Okay. Cool. So. So. I'll say to explain the Dark Souls thing: here's where it has similarities with Dark Souls, and here's where it's way more like Sekiro. Okay. Um, it's like Dark Souls in that if you die to an enemy, they. Well, they glow, which is kind of like Bloodborne, and then you go attack them and you get all your XP back. Okay. Um, that you had before, th- between when you saved last and that enemy, basically. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Well, that's where the dark, and then when you rest or meditate at any one point, then everything responds. There's your Dark Souls reference. Okay. Um, rolling yeah. is actually kind of bad. It really forces you to want to parry and sidestep more than it wants you to double roll. So that's Sekiro, and it's but the timing on the parry is a lot more loosey goosey than it is on Sekiro. Okay, yeah. So you've got a half second or a full second instead of a quarter second with Sekiro. It's you see it. You've it's got- whatever you have to hit within like three or four frames, right? To hit your parry, which is pretty intense. Yeah. Um. This you've got like sixty frames to hit your parry. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. It, You've got almost for, a you've got almost a full second, you for, see it coming. For for a lot of the
1: enemies. There are some that uh are a little bit that are a little bit
0: faster and much more probably Bloodborne like necessarily. It's nowhere near as hard um, as Bloodborne. I was one shotting some of the bosses on here. Now I say I started it off on hard and did have some difficulty and then tuned it down about mid game because I got really stuck on a boss fight and I wanted to complete the game. Right. And okay. I didn't want to put it down until later. Um, But I was able to start it on hard for about half the game before I down-tuned it. Um, But it it focuses really hard on the parry. And and there's some things that are unparryable, and it flashes red, essentially, so you know you can't parry that. But there's a lot of things where if you can single parry it, you can actually one-shot kill it. You wear down a block meter on a lot of things. And there's force moves that negate even having to parry sometimes. Um, He's got a force move where he can... Drag somebody over to him, and then you can essentially just like sword him right through the gut one shot. Yeah, but it doesn't work on every enemy. It works on some of the lesser enemies. I mean, you've got like the saber throw. You've got force push. You've got yeah. a force blast. Now, okay. And
1: then on top of those elements, it's also got elements from a game like Tomb Raider, and where that's true your different where your different abilities are actually unlocked during the story progression uh-huh. and then your skill trees actually more about buffing those abilities up
2: gotcha okay
1: right so it's not a straight skill tree like right. you, where you... you're choosing what abilities you get the story
2: chooses what abilities you get yeah so you're... you get the you get the force push from the story and then you end up getting an improved force push from the skill tree Exactly. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, and basically it plays out, I'm just going to use a popular form, term, it's like a Metroidvania. Like, it does have your revisit areas now that you got this new ability, now mm-hmm. you can do it. Your droid unlocks certain abilities and you unlock abilities. So, like, you start off with, like, a wall run, but, like, once you have the force grab, like, you can now grab, like, ropes that are hanging in midair while you're travel, traversing the area mm-hmm. so that you can actually grab them, like, they'll be outside of reach. Yeah. So there'll be things like that in the environment. Then, like your droid can slice so different containers it, or doors. There will
1: be. Well, you could probably finish the game without re- revisiting some of the planets. The game kind of encourages you to do so. It, no,
0: it it for the game canon, you do go back to certain areas. Oh, okay, you do. Yeah. Okay. It does the Tomb Raider thing of having tombs essentially. So you're going to old Jedi temples basically. Right. Okay, and that's kind of where you're learning different things about what's going on and progressing yeah. the story but and but it you kind of go back and forth between different planets it yeah. only negative I have against the game is frame rate sometimes okay. um it's not nearly as bad yeah. if you're a frame rate snob it's gonna piss you off if you're looking for call of duty frame rate. this is not that, so it's not gonna be a steady sixty. Or... oh hell no uh okay. we're talking about a forty well, at best most not, of the time
2: not on on console. Not a,
1: not so, at 4K. I mean, on my Xbox One, X, One S, but I guess because it's sub-4K,
0: I'm running 60 frames a second the not, entire time. There's going to be places it doesn't, because there's places it's dropping into performance mode on my One X. Okay. But it's not, I think the game doesn't, it's not like you're going to miss it. Perry because because that kind of stuff like it says you're getting through environment or sometimes it's just loading into an area or things like that like once it's kind of fully loaded into an area you really don't see any problems okay so it's I just, could see it pushing a PC extremely hard though
2: well I have seen some of the PC gameplay uh, so there's a couple of YouTube videos that do um, like uh, the settings tweaks for games like so they'll take an average you know gaming PC like a 1080 Ti and stuff like that, and they'll they'll go through all the different um,
0: settings for I the 1080 Ti is still not average. It's still, it, I mean... You're still talking a $650 card.
2: It, with the, in, in the environment of, you know, 2080 Ti's, it's it's kind of average-ish. Average is still 1060. 1060, 1070, whatever. But, you know, me with my 1080 Ti that's still taking crap, um... I still would would only be able to play that because I'm uh, playing on a wide, which automatically raises the resolution. Um that would mean that I'd have to play it at about medium to high. Uh which tells tells you that it does actually push it. And I don't necessarily really want to play it on PC. I mean uh, uh, again, I'm just trying to save right. money. So uh I'll I'll I have to literally dust off my Xbox because I haven't touched it in a while. Uh and I've had my Xbox controller hooked up to my PC so that I could play Metroidvania games on my
0: PC. So yeah. <laughs> That's- so Rusty, just to help you out with what's <laughs> average and what's not, 1080 Ti represents one point five percent of uh Steam's sur- oh uh, hardware survey. All right, so what's the next one? What's the highest one? Just tell me the highest one. Uh, ten sixty at fourteen percent. Yeah. Ten sixty. Okay. Yep. And like I can look for the twenty. Um, I don't know where the twenty. Twenty no. eighty ti is probably less than one point point eight eight percent yeah. for twenty eighty. That's Here, not even the ti
1: right. Here's where I will give this game point five four percent. No, whatever. Here's where I will give this game praise. Is something that does better even, even than Tomb Raider, and that is in your world exploration and your world traversal, your level traversal, it is much closer to that of Uncharted than it is Tomb Raider. That's a very fair comparison. Um, Um, You're sliding through shit. There's actually some things I've felt like in the first, because I've only gotten through the first couple temples, but there were elements in those temples I felt like it actually did better than Uncharted did with some of its levels. That's crazy. So, I mean, the
0: Ooh.
1: sum it up. I do really believe this game is fully worth sixty bucks.
0: I really do. I I I dug in so hard. Like I said, if you're a frame rate snob, I mean, at that's gonna point, piss you. That's gonna piss you off. But I can tell you that the quality of production, right? Is she over there farting? I think so. Yeah. that's definitely um, not me. The <laughs> um, the
1: qual so far the quality of the stories on par on par with Uncharted and Kotor. I mean,
0: yeah, and the quality of the voice acting and storytelling is really high. I I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. I feel like Uncharted does a better job of progressing the story in this kind of. Big moment-to-moment moment thing, right? Like, you play through a section, and they've got a big moment that leads to the next thing, and they do it in very Indiana Jones-style. Mm-hmm. Right. They do a better right. job of that than this, but there's a lot of big moments in this. But there's also quite a few... There's a lot of a, a long periods in between where you're free to kind of just explore around. And that speed of that gameplay is pretty cool. I don't know. Just chill. That's what I'm looking for. Just, just, just like... I'm just going to go look for secrets in this level and kind of dig around, but you don't have to like, I didn't, it was very rare that I didn't understand where to go next, even with the weird three map thing.
1: I mean, the, the way this has progressed so far feels to me more like uncharted with a little bit more freedom. I mean, uncharted as a story was pretty much on rails. I mean, and there wasn't a whole lot of exploration.
0: There really isn't. I Here's the one thing it does really good, and it takes a really very positive note from Dark Souls. So Dark Souls 1 had the best level design I've ever seen, as in how everything interconnects for shortcuts and things like that. It's like, oh, you got this far. You unlock the shortcut. It takes a lot of pages from that book. A lot of routes as you're exploring or revisiting areas lead back to where you can leave. There's no fast travel. Okay. So So you... You have to get back, and then it does a really good job of interconnecting areas. And the more you go through these areas, you'll notice like that door that was locked before also leads to the end of the level, so to speak. So, as you unlock that and come back, right? Even part of the first temple on this ice world, like you explore it, and then when you kind of come back to it, it's also part of the shortcut that gets you back. And it's a very short trip back to your ship to go to the next area.
2: Gotcha. Okay. They do a
0: really good job of like. Sliding things together and reconnecting things. The level design is freaking amazing. Okay. Um, it really lends itself to exploration yeah. plus getting you back on track. Now,
1: there is, and there is one one thing that this game does better than any previous Star Wars game. Okay, what is that? Blaster deflection. Okay, is on point. Like yeah, that is the easiest parry you have. Um, and you literally, it is bouncing a laser beam directly back at Stormtrooper. There is no like waiting for five or six blaster bolts before it finally throws one back you at the Stormtrooper. Basically, just hit parry
0: when you see or hear a blaster bolt coming at you. Give hmm. be me behind you, and you hit the parry on the right time, and it reflects it behind your yep. shoulder and hits the Stormtrooper. Yes. Um, it's, that part's pretty, I, the achievement for like reflecting a hundred blaster bolts I did instead of Uh, like two hours. (laughs) As well as
1: once you, once you unlock force push, actually being able to force push, parry projectiles back at enemies. Huh. Yeah. So like rockets and things like that, you can just force push a rocket right back. I mean, right after they give you force push, they have you stare down an ATST, and
0: you Feel like a badass once it's done. They do a lot of really cool, nice touches too. So like okay. you're fighting a uh, ATST Scout Walker, right? Yeah,
1: the two-legged walker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when you're fighting it and you basically beat that boss, um, the guy comes out the top, and you have to kill him too because he's also got a blaster. Oh, of course. Like little touches like that throughout the game. There's a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. Um, you kind of forget that there's actually pilots in those damn things sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't do anything crazy. Like, you're not going to pull a Star Destroyer from the sky. Your force power is never crazy powerful like that at any point no. in the game. Um, you just feel like, you feel like a guy that can deflect blaster bolts and have some wizard powers, but you're nothing crazy. You yeah. still can get your ass chomped by a fucking regular ass stormtrooper. You can get too close to him parrying and just walking up to him and he'll t- straight up shoulder check you and then shoot you in the face. Yeah, well. Um, and then they've got the Inquisitors, and then whatever the troopers are, they have the stun batons type stuff. Oh, the um, uh, purge troopers. Yeah, those guys are hard as fuck. Um, getting the parry down. But yeah, like, the, the boss battles are all about the parry, and then you they have phases. It's a parry or sidestep, parry, dodge. Like, there's a lot of kind of whittling your way through their block. And that's the part that becomes, like, Sekiro. So, Sekiro, you get through their guard, Uh and then it's, like, you've got about three or four hits to kill somebody, even a boss. I
1: won't won't tell you exactly which one it is, but one of the first, like, mini-bosses you run into. Granted, I did this because the game allowed it, but after dying to it, like, ten or twelve times, I just learned to cheese the bitch by using the one primary force power I had.
0: Yeah, he has one over and over.
1: Like it it's a slow force power, so you slow things down, right? So slow it, hit it once, back off, wait for that to recharge, slow him again, (laughs) hit him once, and I just spent like ten or twelve minutes just whittling this fucker down because I wanted the thing that was in his area.
0: It actually. does a really good job of, like, giving you a reason to get the collectible, so, like, it really mm-hmm. exasperates the fact that there's no additional, like, DLC or unlockable areas or anything like that. The only thing that came with certain pre-orders was a couple of, like, lightsaber cosmetic pistons. items. No, you unlock all the customizations for your lightsaber, too. Okay. The yeah. lightsaber customizations do absolutely nothing other than make it look cooler. Um, there's no upgrading your yeah. weapon in that sense. It's like, all about your abilities. My lightsaber is fucking copper right now. Oh. Like, polished copper. Like, you find the part, the only thing, the only switch-ups for the lightsaber, well, there's, well, I won't talk about all of them, but a major one that you should be finding any moment right now, Jason, is the double lightsaber. And basically, it's just he attaches it to the bottom end, and you can flip back and forth between double and single with it. And so single has more powerful attacks, so let's say it does full damage, right? And your double-bladed one does, like, half damage, but it spins double speed, and it's got more area coverage so when you're surrounded it works better and there's abilities you unlock that make it more powerful with how it attacks so when you're in a room fighting you're going to get to places where you're fighting like 10 troopers at a time sometimes Jason double blade is the way you want to go because you can parry faster with it and you can um, get more hits in with multiple enemies Um, but yeah it's, it's super good it's really super good I really do not regret that purchase whatsoever yeah, no, I will
1: be as soon as I can. I will be purchasing that game just so I can replay it after you know, handing it back. You need to finish it so I can play it, damn it. Yeah, oh, I will it- I will finish it. I Dude, I Got it from Justin on my way home from work on Wednesday, and I already put eight hours into it. That's pretty significant for me. Well,
2: cons- yeah, considering it's a Star Wars game, I wouldn't.
0: Uh, I'm like, okay, mm. well, you're gonna find find ways to play what? this game. <laughs> I almost got it on PC, and I think I've been wanting to make sure Jason's in the loop with some of the stuff that we've been playing. And I knew I could beat it inside of a week or two, and then ended up only taking me two days because I just poop sucked the fuck out of it. <laughs> so it's yeah. Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order in my book is one of the solid contenders for things that I like the best this year. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll say I only got a couple other things that I played, so I jumped back into Children of Morda. I still really like that game. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty solid. I think if it comes out on Game Pass, you should definitely try it. It's 100% worth the price, though. And then Battletech just came out with another expansion, which very quickly... Very quickly, I uh, noticed it. I was like, oh, it's already December or November 21st? Um, yeah, that's the one thing I'm going to give myself right now, even though I shouldn't be playing it right now because I need to play other games. But it immediately unlocks additional mechs and unlocks a few flashpoints and unlocks some additional ways to customize your mech with more weapons. Uh-huh. So it unlocked a whole bunch more weapons, uh, like a coil gun which increases in power based on how many evade charges you have um, I just started in the flashpoint style game instead of doing the story again because all of the DLC is tied to flashpoints anyway and the part of that game I like is actually the grind um, some people don't like the grind about it but that was one of my contenders for the game of the year last year and is absolutely one of the games I've played the most um, over 300 hours played so far on that game so pretty crazy I've putting putting uh, Warframe levels of uh, gameplay on that <laughs> over the last two years. You, you're... <laughs> fucking my destiny time frame
2: is uh, is starting to match my Warframe fr- uh, time frame. Uh, <laughs> so. I just went grabbed your phone
1: cord because I couldn't find mine in my fucking bag. And now I'd you set can... it in the
0: fucking floor. You awesome. idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're into Battletech that just came out. Um and then right now and it may not be on sale by the time you hear this, but everything else was fifty percent off.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I still really enjoy Battletech. It's just that it's there's uh there there's quite a bit of of game there and I don't know. I mean it's gotta it's gotta keep my interest and it hits and misses. Like some of the uh uh, of the mission types really suck for me. I fucking hate them. Um, like the, the fucking Escort. Anything, any Escort mission ever in any video game ever. Why? Why did you come up with this? This was this was a really bad idea. Why
0: does it continue to be a thing? The only um, annoying thing about the Escort for me is the time it takes for all the vehicles. You just hit space and it speeds it all up.
2: It doesn't matter. The actual time doesn't matter. It's just... The fact that you have to deal with fucking cheesy-ass AI movement. And what bothers me the most is the fucking, you know, the escort missions where the trucks won't fucking move unless your mech is anywhere near them. And, of course, you don't want your mech anywhere fucking near them because your mechs are taking damage and you don't want the fucking trucks to take damage. So... You have to fucking sacrifice one of your fucking mechs to babysit while the
0: rest of them are actually fucking you, go on, going off and kill shit. You just set up an LRM mech that's. That's what I did. And it's, that's whatever I, your slow LRM mech is, that's the one that babysits the back of the pack while everybody else moves forward. And I, the fucking takes a beating.
2: I I, I don't I forget exactly which mech it was, but I fucking basically just loaded that motherfucker up with all kinds of LRM's and just. It it would move a couple spaces and the trucks would move a couple spaces and I'm like, okay, well this
0: is only going to take for fucking ever. Um, <clears throat> uh, they changed. There's a lot of tweaking they did on the latest patch, and I'll let you guys know if you're interested later yeah but long story short like they made a lot of quality of life improvements and including load times um that's been sped up significantly well it 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 had to do with the way that they did the load order on the save games
2: gotcha okay well the longer you played the long the longer the load times were so the more
0: save files you had the longer it took to read what you were on yeah and of course it fucking auto saves so you just end up fucking You end up racking that up the longer you play. They also did a thing where there's a vanity mode while you're building your mech, so you can hit a button on that screen, Uh and it lets you look at, like, four different angles on your cool mech while you're building out the order. Fucking paint job that motherfucker up. Well, sort of. I mean, the paint is still in a separate screen, which seems weird to me, but the the ability to see up close what the mech looks like in ridiculous detail is pretty fucking cool.
2: Okay. I mean...
0: I, I was playing more of a stat game, so I was looking at stats. Yeah, you absolutely still have that option. But so there's just way more options for guns right now. I'm doing horrible on the current game I'm on, so I may restart. Well, I mean... But I've only put... I literally came out last night. I put an hour into it and fucking roasted my commandos, which is what I had. Well, you know... I may just fucking trash them and Back just continue. Warrior's coming out soon, too, right? So,
2: geez, I don't know, no, right? You if wanna I borrow
0: can, the Hotos, If I can afford it, that's what's on my... <laughs> that's my wish list item purchased <laughs> before the end of the year. I mean, we've already got Phoenix Point, but it comes out on Game Pass 4 console and PC on December 3rd, which is right around the fucking corner. Right.
1: And I'm sure all of us will be
2: playing that. I mean, for uh, the price of Game Pass, yeah, sure. Not, you know,
0: I, I, I'll, I'll play it. I like XCOM. So if yeah. if it was not on Game Pass, I would probably be buying the ridiculous version of that game. But uh, if you don't want to do Game Pass and you do want to just purchase the game, you can get the base edition for forty bucks. Yeah, and it is so far looking really good.
2: Yeah the 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 new se- the season of Destiny Two will be coming out not uh, like maybe a week after that I think is it something like that so I mean I'll have some time hopefully I can bang through a couple extra games this uh you know in the next couple of weeks so that you guys can jump off of my ass about playing Destiny so
0: <laughs> so with that let's take a quick break and get back alright we'll be back Yeah. yeah, woo, dude, dude. Had to do a quick walkabout, get yeah. the blood pumping again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good break.
2: Yeah. No. Fucking
0: got to see
2: Elon Musk's freaking new new idea for what a truck looks like.
0: <laughs> That's uh just. Google oh. Elon Musk truck when you've got a chance, if you haven't already seen the variety of memes at this point, either compared <laughs> it to a fucking Transformer or Minecraft, it was, versus him busting the windows in the bulletproof glass like that was a pretty big disaster. Finger quotes, bulletproof glass.
2: Yeah. All it did was take what? Uh, was a, uh, Was it a baseball or was it a steel ball? I thought it was a steel ball. Maybe it was. Uh, it, 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 anyway... They were like it was supposed to just bounce off and make leave no mark, like the sledgehammer to the side of the you know the truck did. He didn't hit it very hard, though. And, no, I mean I would have definitely dented that motherfucker, but you know they just threw a fucking steel uh, what looked like a steel ball bearing at the uh, uh, at the window and it fucking shattered. Of course, it's like a baseball size yeah, steel I was ball about bearing. To say it was about the size <laughs> of
0: a baseball or a softball.
2: Um. And of course, you know, Elon starts throwing some uh, some colorful language right there on the fucking stage, which is also you know very Elon. Um, but yeah, man, he's Elon he's insane. Is a dirty Tony Stark. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking insane, dude. He is really like let's let's make a truck. Oh, by the way, um, all we're gonna use to be able to design this truck, the only tools that you're gonna have to design this truck. Is a, uh, a, a sheet stra- metal
0: and plate glass.
2: Right, we're going to give you a straight edge <laughs> ruler and a pencil, and you're going to need to uh, you're, you're going to need to work that out. Uh, and what he comes up with is a truck that's the shape of a pyramid. <laughs> it's, it's fucking stupid looking.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty out there. Oh my god, it's pretty bad. Um, In the spirit of news, though, we've got some pretty <laughs> big things I wanted to talk about. I want to get one really big one out of the way because yeah. I feel like it's a shorter story, but it's huge. Um, what? Half-Life. Half-Life. I think oh it's my god! Odd. I really, so automatically I'm excited. I mean, everybody that, we
2: we've gone a long fucking time since we've had a true Valve-made Half-Life
0: game. It's just – they put it – instead of doing episode three, they inserted it between one and two. Fuckers. I feel like it's kind of – that's a little bit of a fuck you.
2: It is. It, uh, and, yeah. Uh, well, they already said that they
0: probably won't ever finish the story of Half-Life 2. I
2: just um,
0: I remember talking about this. I want to say about a – whenever the – what's the new headset called? Well, the index, yeah, the Valve Index came out. We were, it was rumored that a Half Life was going to be the working title, right? And so now we're seeing that, and yeah, it definitely looks like a Half Life game in VR, and it is compatible with looks like all things VR. So if you have any kind of VR kit,
2: yeah, it looks anything work. Like work.
0: anything that works with Steam VR will will work with. I specifically look for Windows Mixed Reality because that's what I have, because right? That's what I could afford, and it's totally there. So I'm. So, pretty pumped. They don't have any system requirements at all. They just have minimum system requirements. Not recommended yet. No,
2: and and it's probably just going to be your standard VR game, really. I think that's kind of you know what can be pushed to a VR headset is pretty much what they're uh, what they're looking for. Um, the trailer did, had a
0: fourteen forty mode, so the I wonder if you can get it fourteen forty super sampled on your headset.
2: Well. Uh, is, With it being Valve,
0: I'd assume yes. I
2: think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it uh, so that you can push the index specifically uh, to its maximum. That's kind of what they're uh, that's what they're going for. Um, saw some of the uh, the the video for it, uh, and it's um, kind of your standard VR fare, which is you know manipulating objects in a 3D world. Uh, plus some kind of jump-scare-ish style stuff. So
0: uh, I, I imagine parts of this would be fucking terrifying for me, but I oh, will stomach it because it's Half Life,
2: right? You know, and it follows Alex, which is you know, you know, yeah, you're yeah, you're Alex yeah, like So you're gonna be um uh, manipulating some tech and stuff like that, and you know, probably dodging head crabs because that's a thing. So I'm interested to play it. Uh, I definitely want to see another Half-Life game.
1: Uh, I'm disappointed it's going to be a VR-centric title.
2: Well, uh, uh, considering where Valve is going. I don't have
1: VR, and I'm probably never going
2: to. You can always come over to my place, man. Just, just saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I'm interested to play it because, I mean... It's another Half-Life game. Uh, People are going to eat it up. Uh, And, you know, I really wanted to jump back in there and play more Half-Life. Just not getting Half-Life 3 ever. So this will be what we have to deal with. Now, hopefully, what what I'm hoping to see is, A, that there's enough support behind a Half-Life title. Though... It being primarily VR, that's already limiting the amount of people who will actually buy it. Um, but if there's enough internet hype behind a VR title based off of Half Life, maybe they'll fucking decide to actually do something with their fucking, you know, studio. Maybe fucking Valve, please. <laughs> Stop using somebody else's fucking mods and rebranding it as your own fucking shit. For God's sakes. Because they did the same thing. They did that with fucking Dota 2 and they did that with fucking Auto Chess. Yeah, Auto
1: Chess. And then followed that up with Black Mesa.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything that they've done since fucking, you know, uh, fucking what? Uh, well, Half-Life 2, episode 1. Uh... Yeah. I mean, everything's been a fucking rebranded mod since then from them. So please, 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 please. I know I'm speaking into the ether because nobody's never going to, they're not going to fucking do it, but whatever. I'm going to buy it.
0: I will be, (laughs) I'll be checking it out. I hope it's at least standard half-life length.
2: Um, it being a VR title though, I don't think it's going to be,
0: I think they need it to be in order for it to be a system seller
2: i I don't think it's gonna be uh honestly, if you look at the standard length for a adventure style um VR title, you're looking at probably somewhere in the sweet spot of two to four hours. Um that's just my experience with uh you know with the adventure uh, adventure puzzle style uh you know games. They're good experiences for about two to four hours. That's about it. Yeah. You know, you don't get, I mean, I think the longest one that was, I'm crossing my I fingers played, for about eight hours. I think the longest one I played was, uh,
0: uh, Trover saves the universe. I think that was the the longest one. If you get a chance, Majestel, I've got Mage's Tale because I got it on sale. That's the one that was made by In right um that used to be exclusive to Oculus and now it was on Steam but I got it for like 12 bucks about a month ago okay so if you're curious about trying that out that might be something you might want to try
2: maybe you know the uh you know the uh the, the VR thing uh, I'm having a hard time because the, it seems like they've pigeonholed certain things like it's always some form of like either stationary fucking shooter uh, or, you know, or it's a exploration game with weird movement mechanics or something like that. It's, it's still very gimmicky. Like they have a gimmick that works and then there's like 18 games that come out with the same gimmick until it's overdone and then they try to find a new gimmick. Yeah. You know, that's true. And and it's it started off with, you know, games like Beat Saber. The Beat Saber was one of the first rhythm games, you know, that came out. And then since Beat Saber's success, there's been fucking all kinds of weird knockoff games that look very close to it or have some kind of, you know, A new little hook that they try to throw in there, but essentially it's beat Saber with guns or, you know, beat Saber with freaking like nerf bats. Fuck, I don't know. It's weird. You know, so it's just a continuation of a gimmick. Yeah. Hopefully it finds its feet, uh, its footing and comes out with, you know, some really decent experiences. Fuck, I just want maybe just fucking throw some fucking movies on there, man. It would be really nice to watch, some uh, like, a, a movie in VR. Like, I don't know if you've ever actually seen it, but, I mean, one of the things that came out with the Oculus was uh, fucking uh, a little Jurassic Park, like, five-minute movie, which was a 3D fucking experience movie, you know, where you could watch,
0: you know, I've, everything happen. I've you got know. a friend I grew up with that um, runs a VR company out of, uh, where is it, Austria? I can't remember at this point. But at some point, she's got a studio that her and her husband run where they do VR shorts Um, exclusively for VR. It's a startup company, and they're just now to a point where they've got a lot of forward momentum on it. Right. I want to bring her on the show at some point. It's just the time difference is so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like she would, it'd almost be like, it's sometime in the middle of the night we'd have to do the interview.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. true. <laughs> Uh, otherwise she's doing she's waking up early early in the morning or yeah. something like that yeah yeah, it, yeah. if
0: we're doing the interview it'll be us it'll be doing the compromise right <laughs> but once she gets the every her legs under her that's something i want to do yeah
2: i mean it, it, it's interesting to see i mean the the tech is there and the tech can be used for way more than what it currently is right now um you know, and I know there's companies that are currently using it for training and things like that, which is, I mean, it's a great, it's a great tool for that. Um, I'm looking for it more for, you know, uh, entertainment or creativity. Uh, and some of the stuff that you can do with, you know, with it creative wise is really interesting. Um, but you know, being able to throw my headset on and you know, and get lost into, you know, in a game world for, you know, a couple hours a day is, you know, it's kind of neat. Um, And I always enjoy my experience with uh, with Beat Saber. I, sp- I spent way more time in that game than any other VR game I've played, you know, hands down by fucking like 80 hours more, you know, <laughs> it's fucking... Right. I've spent a lot of time playing that game, and it is a fun experience. I continue to play it because it's, you know, it just it doesn't get old for me. It's a stupid amount of fun. So I mean, yeah, I just want more of that. I want more interesting experiences that don't get old really quick. And right now, a lot of them are one and done. You know. Little fucking experiences that I know takes a lot of fucking effort to actually build that type of game world and, you know, and just integrate it with a VR headset. But, man, you know, take a simple concept and really fine-tune it, boom, you've got a good VR game, right? Right.
0: So, other things that we want to talk about is there's been a lot of people who have gotten hands-on with Stadia. Oh, boy, have they? Um, I think... Google hasn't quite hit the mark yet. <laughs> T- that's putting it light. Let's- say, so basically, the short version of this is that if you're playing a single-player single, ver- single player experience, not that bad on 30 megabits a second plus, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. right? Which is not everybody. It's, it's all three of us. Oh, well, sure, but... But not everybody. Yeah. And we're... It had issues, and Rusty, I'm sure you dug into the details, but I want to say that you needed like an 80 megabit per second to do the same in Destiny multiplayer.
2: Yeah, you you don't
0: because it has adaptive streaming like Netflix.
2: Yeah, so you don't have um you don't have a very good experience with uh with even that. That's that that's saying that's probably where I would say is the middle ground for what you really should have if you want to have a Halfway decent experience with Destiny. The problem, um, the problem with Stadia, and we called this, I mean, I I definitely remember calling this well before release, is that, uh, the infrastructure is just not there for it. You know, you have to have excellent, consistent internet speeds. Yeah, to be able to even get well. I mean, let's face it. They, I mean, I could probably
1: get it here. They built the platform to basically rely on Google Fiber.
2: Well, kind of. So I mean, it was it was developed in a you know in a you know kind of an enclosed environment. So they develop it to work with all the Silicon Valley companies in Silicon Valley. So they build a service that can be used by all these companies that are currently in one good spot where they have like the top of the line style internet available between all of them right and then they you know they get these companies kind of involved and in trying to work with them and then they push it out to the masses and they realize realize that we're not You know, we're nowhere close to having broadband everywhere, you know, and what finger, finger quotes, broadband is to say somebody in Iowa is different than somebody in Silicon Valley. You know, the broadband in Silicon Valley is way more um, reliable, faster, responsive, less ping. All kinds of this. You know, well, these... yeah,
1: because you had all those tech companies basically pay for brand new infrastructure themselves. Right.
2: And it's all there. Yeah. You know, you don't have nearly that much latency in, in these spots that have bolstered infrastructures. But if you're in the boonies or if you're in a uh, in a city that's got middling infrastructure – you know, you're going to run into latency, and latency is the big problem right now. It's not necessarily too too horribly bad, but I've seen side-by-sides. For instance, uh, one of the games that you can play is uh, Red Dead Redemption, right? And the side-by-side comparison between the two, just on like a standard 1080p connection, you know, 1080p version of Red Dead Redemption 2 and the stadia uh conne- you know connection the the visuals alone you're not getting anywhere close to the decent uh, same amount of visuals between the two you know the 1080 p version of a uh, console version which has a little to negligible freaking you know input lag right is looks better ha- you know f- you know on console right there You get the the Stadia version. It's pixelating at different spots. You're getting, you know, you're getting, you know, jumps, uh, frame jitters, all kinds of weird shit. Uh, And then I watched the the dude. (laughs) The dude pulls the fucking Stadia controller up to the, you know, to the uh, to the camera, presses the jump button. Right. And five seconds go by. And then the dude jumps on screen.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: like input lag <laughs> five seconds. And he said he's, he's on what would be considered a standard broadband internet connection. You know, just like not, you know, like the, the gigablast cable, but you know, the, the middling, what most people will have. Right. So he's like, this is at maximum. I'm not running anything else in the, you know, in the house and i'm getting 5 seconds of input lag when i'm pressing the
0: uh, the jump button. Yeah, that's extremely unplayable.
2: Yeah, that it's it's not playable at all. Uh and that's uh that's on what i would consider a single player game, like Red Dead Redemption 2 if you're just playing the story mode. Right? Uh if you're playing Destiny, that is impossible, impossible, impossible. Impossible to play. Uh you have uh you have to be able to react very very quickly in that game uh on top of the fact that you're also playing with other people uh so the it's just it's not it's not playable you can't play that game even though it's part of the the release package right uh and it's free to play as you know so it's <sighs> stadium was not ready It's not going to be ready for a while. And I don't think it's going to gain any type of traction. Uh, The current meme that I'm seeing right now is Stadia 76, uh, which is, you know, kind of like Fallout 76. A lot of promise and then falls flat at the release, right? Yeah. Um, there is not. There's. There's not enough there. Not enough game. Not enough infrastructure. Not enough reason to buy it. I mean, if you look uh, another uh, another um uh, another source that I saw on on the internet, I think it was a YouTube video is breaking down what uh, you know who Stadia is for. You're looking at people who do not own a PC or a console. You're looking at people who want to game anywhere and have good internet connection anywhere, especially on mobile. If you want to be able to play elsewhere and you have to be in a spot that can get those things (laughs) and you have to have somebody that's willing to buy the controller and, You know, the Chromecast and the service and the games at full price because most of the games on Stadia are full price. Plus, you can only buy the games using the phone app. You can't buy it through the Stadia, you know, through Stadia as in logging in from the controller, you know, on your television. You have to buy it from, you know, from your phone. Right. So you have to have all of these things together. And, some, and and the biggest thing is you have to have somebody that's willing to try this as a service. And you've willed down your current possible user base down to a handful of people. And then, I mean, most of those people are going to be tech reviewers. And uh, a couple of those people will be in places where all of these things work. Right. You know, you've got a game that's like Destiny 2, for instance, that is a community-based game. And, and I would be interested to see how many people actually play that game on Stadia because it's not cross-play. So, <laughs> how many people are actually playing on that platform? You know? It, it's it's really, really weird. It's... um.
0: It's, I just think right now early adopting on that's probably a pretty poor idea. It, uh,
2: the general consensus from every tech reviewer that I've seen on the internet so far is do not buy. This is the general consensus from everybody. Just do not buy. Don't it doesn't matter if you even fall into all of these little you know pocket categories of people who could possibly Use the service, don't buy it, because if you do, you are basically funding something that's broken. It's fundamentally broken. Do you remember what was it? OnLive that was out ten years ago. Yep, yep. We were talking about that actually. Uh, I was talking with a streamer that was trying, you know, trying to justify this. And I was like, remember OnLive. And how that failed. And OnLive was basically way ahead of its time for what it was trying to do. Uh, and the tried, infrastructure wasn't
0: there. I paid the subscription for a while. This was back when I had almost no bills. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. Right. And it we was, had pretty fast internet at the apartment where we used to record. And right. I tried it out for about two months and canceled myself. Is
1: it OnLive? The. What is that? Their service, the servers that PlayStation bought for their. How oh, they repurposed, I think. They may have. It, that they repurposed for their version of. I, I want to say I was
0: dicking around with OnLive back in like 2011.
2: Yeah. Uh, so OnLive was. Uh, a th- yeah, it was not a good experience at all. Which is basically what they were trying. Uh, what Stadia is trying to do. And it's um it's not nearly as uh, it's not nearly as polished as they probably advertise it as. And if you look at the advertising dollars they're throwing at this, I mean, even the first week I was watching some of the ads, and they're like, "Yeah, you could play this on a bus, you know, you could play Destiny Two on a bus." <laughs> Bullshit. I don't know what your fucking phone you know connection is, but goddamn. There is no goddamn way you're gonna get, you know, eighty megabits per second on your fucking you know, on your phone, anywhere.
1: No. <laughs> here, no, you're gonna be lucky if you push fifty megabits per second once the five G buildout's finished. Right,
2: you know, so you're you're uh, you were looking at not getting a good experience. Now, um, I was watching the Game Ranks crew, uh, you know, test out. The, you know t- test out their stadia uh and they were going uh they went from their office which i mean they upload of course you do uh they upload YouTube videos on a daily basis there right they've got good internet connections they tested it there and then they took their uh their stadia controller and their phone and they went to a local McDonald's and hooked up to the McDonald's Wi-Fi and had a better experience on the McDonald's Wi-Fi than in their studio.
0: Well, they just need to <laughs> upgrade their modem cuz I got 446 megabits a second in here mm-hmm. on my phone.
2: Well, you you talking you've got gigablast and it's not you're
0: that expensive for what you get.
2: And you're like one wall away
0: from your freaking Wi-Fi router. Normally two walls in any other place in the house. So
2: yeah, in in these companies that upload and that's with YouTube all of you videos, guys connected
0: on Wi Fi too,
2: right? They they have good internet connection. I'm I'm talking like uncapped corporate, right? You know, most of the time. You now have that's gated if you're at a corporate internet, right? But if. If you're a company like GameRanks, for instance, and you're trying to test something out, you're going to throw that on the uncapped version of your internet. I'm going to assume. Uh, they're not going to hogtie themselves when they're trying to test out a connection that is basically a streaming service. Um, so, I mean, that that's – they weren't able to keep it consistent, though. So they brought it back. On their phone in the office, they were getting good connection, but on their television, they weren't. And of course, they can't bring their TV to the uh, to the uh, to the McDonald's, but they were just trying it on, you know, like walking around on the street and stuff like that. And basically, most of the use cases that they thought most people would use, you know, on a bus, you know, waiting for a bus, at a fucking you know coffee shop, things like that, right?
0: <laughs> five hundred ninety three now that somebody stopped looking at the internet yeah well you know <laughs> thing is is um yeah I don't uh
2: I don't think that it's gonna succeed uh, and there is quite a bit of worry that people you know for people who actually bought into it um, and now notice that it's nowhere near ready for you know for everything that uh, Google's going to bin it just like they had a lot of the other services. Yeah, they I was
0: reading a server or server a game developer review that of why they didn't want to do it, and they were essentially saying, "We think they're going to bin it like they did the phones." Right. Yeah. So, like, cool concept, dude. But there's, uh, th- I, I'm going to check
2: this out right now. I think there's a there's a website called uh, Killed by Google. Uh, I'm going to check it real quick. killed by google yep there is a the uh, the killedbygoogle.com the google graveyard if that if you're wondering why most people are worried about that just look at this website cuz there's a lot of this you know the concepts that google has created put money into advertised and then axed uh you know in, in a short period of time later because it didn't work you know, and um, that is uh, that's what a lot of these uh, tech reviewers are worried about is that Google's going to be dead on arrival, and then they're not going to pump anything more into it. They're just going to let it die and move on with that uh, from there. So, do you want to spend one hundred and fifty dollars or one hundred and eighty dollars to get into it, plus another sixty dollars to try out a game? Plus the $10 subscription model for it, which doesn't get you any games, just gets you access to the, s- you know, service. Right. And have a Google Stadia controller peripheral that is going to collect dust or get binned. You know, you'll have a Chromecast at least. <laughs> I mean, there's at least that. Right. Uh, and one, If they decide to kill it. You know, that's money down the tube that you're never gonna get back. So I, I don't know. Stadia has a long, long way to go and I don't think it's gonna get there.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um what else did we have? I feel like there was one good. other story.
2: Oh boy. Man, this this Google graveyard man is like it's extensive. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Glass OS. Google Spaces. Wow. I mean, I haven't seen this, this page before, but man, there's some stuff that I remember. You know, being fairly big and then... All of a sudden, never hearing from it again, and here's why. What was uh, what was the other stuff that we want to talk about today? And we'll talk about um, the yeah. just
0: quick correction from earlier. Phoenix Point is releasing on console Q1 of 2021. Ah, okay. But on PC Game Pass, it's available day one. So if you don't want to mess with Epic Store. You can get it there. And the nice thing about that is you can buy it later when it's off of Game Pass and then get the DLCs.
2: Sweet. Yeah. Did you want to talk about your uh
0: board game that you yeah. put on there? Nah, it was more for us. Okay. If you're uh, just quick aside, if you're interested, um Larian Studios is releasing uh is kick starting right now a board game version of Divinity. Which looks interesting, yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool idea, and I thought it was funny that the c e o was part of the commercial in full night gear yeah he was he was in full plate mail, yeah <laughs> pretty great actually <laughs> it
2: was cr- it's kind of crazy um yeah. did
0: anybody do any reading on um anthem being relaunched
2: yeah i I did a little bit of reading on it, so uh so the it's kind of an interesting bit. You know, when we were talking about it, Anthem getting a No Man's Sky-style, you know, rework. Um, I think that was a few weeks back. Um, It actually came out recently, this week, I think, uh, that uh, BioWare is actually working on a No Man's Sky reboot of, and not reboot, but rework of Anthem, um, where the Internet's actually... Jokingly calling it Anthem Next because you know, No Man's Sky Next, right? Uh, <laughs> so the uh, the information that we have right now, it's really, really early in this uh, this rework, but you know, just from some history, uh, their roadmap was abandoned, a lot of their uh, their you know, events that they put into the game flopped pretty hard. Um, their player base is basically non-existent nowadays. Uh, and, you know, the gameplay is, you know, fundamentally broken in many, many different ways. So the the game is a husk right now. It's barely even alive. If you could even call it that. Um, what they're going to be doing is they're going to do a complete overhaul of the game, starting with, um... You know, you know, starting over their main systems, uh, which will include their mission structures. This is from PC Gamer. Um, uh, the so uh, most of its main systems, including mission structure, loot, and the game world, will change drastically. In finger quotes, uh, and wait, wait, uh, wait, say that again with a little bit more sarcasm. I mean. Drastically. So, what they're wanting to kind of do is they're kind of want to do more of a Destiny style world, uh, is what it looks like. And that's kind of the, uh, the speculation currently is that they're going to break up the overworld that most of the missions happen in, uh, into different sections. Uh, that way they can work on those sections. Fix the bugs for those sections, fix the missions and whatnot for those sections, without introducing new bugs to the rest of the game. Uh, and they needed to fix loot. They needed to fix a lot of things about you know about the loot system in that game and how the game progresses and you know the replayability of that game and a lot of different things. Basically, the only thing that worked really well is the flight mechanics. And considering that was one of the last things they put into the game, that's Crazy. <laughs> so, um, do, so from my standpoint, from a Destiny player standpoint, does making Anthem more like Destiny make sense? No, it does not. I do not feel that at all. In fact, Anthem was basically a bastardized version of Destiny from the get-go. Uh, So making it more like Destiny basically just muddies the waters even further. Uh, Does it require a overhaul? (laughs) You're definitely sure it does because it's unplayable currently. Kind of bad uh, in in many, many different ways. But um, I don't think it's the right call to actually make it more like Destiny. I think it needs its own space to succeed and its otherwise its identity yeah it, i mean it tried making the you know the iron man fantasy happen right um but it's um it it does not need to feel like destiny and it doesn't need to have its own you know it needs to have its own
0: thing um but i mean destiny 2 did basically get a reboot n- well, kind of. So with
2: Destiny Two, it had a really rough first year. Like, so rough that it people were waving me off of it and I was a Destiny One player. You know, they were like, Don't buy Destiny Two, not not now. Not right now. Uh and it o- was only until Destin uh Forsaken came out that the game actually made sense to buy. Um the same people who were waving me off said okay now that forsaken's out pick up forsaken that's really good content okay that's that's an improvement and i've enjoyed the shadowkeep stuff it's not forsaken level stuff like the content's not quite there uh but you know shadowkeep is just basically starting at the main portion of that uh you know, that content is the seasonal stuff, which is, uh, I mean, we're only through the first season basically. So, we'll see what happens. Um, but Anthem, man, I don't know. Does it deserve the No Man's Sky treatment?
0: Do you think that Anthem can succeed? I don't. I don't have an opinion one way or the other if it if they fix it it means more money for Mass Effect and Dragon Age
2: Well well yeah and you know they're still working on the Mass you know the really early on version of Mass Effect and Dragon Age 4 I think it is, is what they're saying um so I mean those are still in the works, right? They they're not going to be really affected by this. This is basically the Anthem team that's basically doing a reboot here. But most of the Anthem team, like the higher-ups, you know, in the uh you know, in the development of that, you know, that game have already moved on. They're just they're done. They moved on. So can they pull it off? Maybe. Will it be worth it? I don't know. I mean, uh, mean, No Man's Sky really didn't, you know, No Man's Sky offered the world uh, and gave you a cup of tea and said fucking a kick in the ass and, you know, send you on your way. Um, And then they decided to go back to it and actually make it right. Um, If Anthem can even capture a quarter of that. Maybe it might be viable for a little bit, but I think it's always going to be kind of in Bungie's shadow um, because it's got a very, you know, very direct comparison to Destiny 2 and Destiny 2 has actually got way more systems in place and maintained better than Anthem ever was. So I don't think it'll succeed. All right, well,
0: do we have anything else? Uh, Not nice. really. I'm, okay. good. I'm good. Jason, wrap it up for us. All right, guys.
1: Find our find us on... Wow. Oh, wow. I can't think. Come on. Find us on Spotify and Twitter. Yes. Rate us, review us there. Woo! com. Facebook and Twitter.com slash Tiltcast yeah. and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Real okay.
0: And find us on iTunes. Also, yeah. find Friends of the Show, Cabbage KBG. Find uh, Cabbage. noquarters.net. Find Pupcast. We'll throw a link on there pretty soon. There you go. Um, find BMFcast.com and TVGP.tv. They have three people on the show right now. So, for that, <laughs> it is the end of the show. All right. Peace. <laughs>